Welcome to the Activity Time Podcast, hosted by the SLE Marketing Team. What's poppin' Dons, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Activity Time. I'm Emilio. And I'm Macy. And we're the SLE Marketing Team. In the previous episode, we talked to two USF athletes about how they are dealing with the pandemic. For today's episode, we have invited someone from the makeup community to come and chat with us about what it's like to be a part of the makeup world and her experience in it. She helps baddies and beginners look fabulous. Please welcome one of my good friends, Olivia Collymore. Woo! Hi, guys! Hi. Hey, how's it going, Olivia? It's amazing. I actually had a really good day today. Love that. Can you um, tell us a little bit to our audience, um, introduce yourself a little bit on who you are? <laughs> yeah, so my name is Olivia Collymore. I am a makeup influencer on TikTok and Instagram. And I am new with my page, but I am having a lot of fun doing it so far. Um, so I got started actually this quarantine um i sort of just started my account so i wasn't bored and the first real um you could say goal i had was to just get enough followers so i could go on live and i just thought going on live was so cool and fun and i had one video go viral and all of a sudden i had twenty thousand followers and then I kept going and then I had 50 and I am now sitting at 73.7 thousand followers. Hey, congrats. <laughs> that is impressive. Yeah, um, it's sort of crazy. So, cause I know with you being, uh, with us being in the same grade at USF and um, what is your major again, being in business specifically? Marketing. Marketing, right. I should know when all three of us are the same <laughs> major. Um, did you notice like the community that you were building over time? Was it SF based or more the East Coast with you being back home in Boston? Um, or is it people from really all over the world, really? It's sort of interesting. Um, at first, I think when I first created my account, I was still in California. So I do have friends out there that tell me like, oh, I'm on their for you page. And um, I noticed people from California that are obviously my friends that start following me. And so I'm like, okay, I have some fans in California, but I also have like a lot of fans out here in Boston with me. Um, and as far as what the analytics show me, I have fan bases mostly in the United States, but also in the UK, um, Canada, and Australia. Wow. This is worldwide. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I know it's very it's very interesting like at first um it was of course just the United States but um and then I think it was a little bit of Russia in there too and it was just it just changes it gets updated and changes all the time um but it's been really cool how long would you say that it took you to get that following um so I created my account in March so it's been about four or five months wow wow <laughs> Really, that's super impressive. That Did you really notice cool. that it was because of your TikTok videos or was it more recognition on Instagram? Um, we'd love to hear a little bit more on, on that experience that you've had with both platforms. Yeah, it was definitely my TikTok page. Um, I made, I because I wanted to hit a thousand, I was maybe making 
three videos a day, um, posting constantly. Um, and that was, I think, a good, I think that took me a month or two to get to 300 followers. And I was very happy with that. Um, and I did have like a pretty loyal following. I had commenters and everything like that. Um, and then one day I made a video and it was getting a ton of views and I was like, oh, like it'll slow down. Like it's whatever. Um, and then all of a sudden I just had 10,000 followers and I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. Like, um, my views, my video is at like 50,000 views. Like this is crazy. And then I hit a million and I was like, whoa, that was fast. Um, and as of now, I think that is my best video I have out and it has 5 million views and a million likes. Wow. Tell us like what the video was about or like what the um, was when you were like creating. Yeah. It was, I was lip syncing um, a stand-up comedian's bit that was talking about, um, I think it was about like being a black student at a university and they were just sort of cracking jokes about names or something like that as I was doing my makeup and I was just doing like quick transitions and I just thought it was like an okay video. I was like, this was really fun to make. I look great. Um, and people were just really relating um, and talking about being an international kid and being a person of color at school. And I didn't really think my video would start the conversation about that, but that was not the case. And over the past couple of like weeks, when it first um, went out, I noticed people from different languages in the comment section. So it was obviously getting to people across, which was really interesting. And then we were all sort of talking about um, what's it like to be an international student or what it's like to be a student of color. Um, so that was really interesting. How did you feel about that? Um, wow, that is honestly so cool. I'm really glad to hear that you were able to have like a dialogue with your followers and really connect with them. Um, so yeah, I think our next question would be like, what's your mission? Um, you know, what fuels you to do what you are doing? Yeah, for a while, I sort of had trouble answering that um, and sort of finding my drive to do it. But I think now I can confidently say that it's to be a breath of fresh air and to be like a friend to my followers while trying to educate them on makeup in the makeup industry. Um, I've just sort of had, at first I sort of just created my account and it was just sort of fun messages and um, just compliments, honestly, and it was cute. And then over time, it was these really young girls that needed life advice, needed help with like, oh, like I'm going through this in my home life and I don't really know to do or I'm being bullied or I have a TikTok account and I'm scared to go back to school because like I think kids are going to make fun of me because I'm doing this on TikTok and um and you know I've I haven't I I've been there you know um TikTok wasn't the first platform I tried to grow a following on um I tried YouTube for a while and I did sort of go through that weird stage where people found it and were like oh like you're trying to be a YouTuber oh my God. and um it was it was really interesting to be that sort of mentor to a lot of young girls about just sort of 
using what they're doing to grow their confidence and you know like um haters are gonna hate regardless of what you're doing so you might as well have fun with what you're doing um so definitely sort of empowering them and making them feel as confident as possible has been my drive so far that's a really good point olivia and, and i don't mean to put you on the spot i'm just kind of curious since you've had that experience um like, what are your thoughts of, like, when people use the word influencer versus role models? Like, would you describe yourself as one of them or both of them or, or all? I mean, I've gotten to see you in the classroom and also, too, on social media. And, I mean, personally, I definitely see you as both. But I'm just kind of curious to hear from your experience and all, like, wh what are your thoughts? I mean, I would definitely, I didn't even see myself as an influencer for the longest time. I didn't even use that as a word to describe myself. Um, I didn't start using that until I actually um, won a contest and I sort of like realized, wait a minute, um, I think I might be an influencer. And I think that um, the person that, I feel like I'm almost like two different people sometimes. Um, I'm definitely like makeup by Olivia. Like I am someone who you can look to, to get advice on makeup and life, but I'm also growing as a person, you know, I don't have it all figured out. Um, <laughs> I switched majors three times to even figure out what I wanted to do as a job. Um, but I do think in some ways I can be a role model. Um, you know, there's not many women of color um, that, have a following like there's a lot of women in color in this industry but they don't always get the recognition um and I acknowledge that and I want to try to be a role model to other women of color if I can <laughs> and you know kind of going off of that um in your perspective what do you like about you know the beauty community and what are some areas that you think they could improve on yes yeah right <laughs> <laughs> It's sort of interesting. Um, I recently made it a goal to try to make at least three friends on TikTok a day, um, which if people don't know, it's when you follow them and they follow you and like you guys can text each other. Um, and as I'm doing that, I noticed that a lot of people are having trouble with getting credit for the things they do um, and sort of like getting recognized when things are their ideas. Um, I haven't really seen anyone impersonate or take my ideas personally. Um, if they do anything I have done, they usually credit me or they ask me. Um, and I just say like, yeah, like go ahead. Like um, copying is the best form of flirt of um, flattery to me. So I don't mind. Um, but I've noticed that that's a big issue with smaller creators versus bigger creators. Um, I mean, I still think I am on the smaller side of the creator creator pool. Um, not like a small, small creator, but um, anyone that's not in the creator um, marketplace, I think is considered small, which is less than 100,000 followers. Um, and yeah, I mean, I definitely think that giving credit is important. And at the same time, it's really hard to be creative and new on the internet. Um, I feel like every color has been put together. Every anime character or character in general has its own fan base. Um, 
but I think that that's sort of the beauty of social media because you're able to give your own twist to it um, and really like make it your own. I also think that if there's anything I could change about the beauty community, it would be like, I guess like the cultural aspect of it because sometimes people end up copying cultures without even knowing it or making fun of a culture or um, appropriating culture and they don't even know it. And um, I've just sort of seen my peers fall into that sort of hole because it's like they don't realize the importance of people's culture. Um, and sometimes my fans will ask me questions about that and different questions about black culture. And, um, you know, I just try to give them the most information I know with my perspective. Um, and recently I actually got asked by a fan, like, why do I wear wigs that are straight? Like, isn't that like white hair? Like, aren't you appropriating their culture? And I basically had to explain to them the relationship that black people and white people have with their hair and sort of the history of discrimination black people face for wearing their natural hair out. And um, it was a pretty good conversation and it brought back in the comment section, a lot of people talking about their experiences and people getting kicked out of school because of their natural hair um, versus some people that are white that want to have um, more curly textured hair. And it just was a very interesting conversation. Um, and in my comment section, stuff usually goes over pretty smoothly, but I feel like overall the internet, the conversation of culture really can sometimes be distorted too, even if you are coming from a place of um, appreciation, um, it can sometimes just be so messy, mm -hmm. so messy. Gosh, that, that's so fascinating. And, and like what you're saying, the point's just like, there's so many people out there like trying to pretend to be like other people. And I feel like there needs to be more, just people re like reality and just truthful mm -hmm. and, and everything and authentic. And I mean, obviously a lot of people see potential in, in you. And, and I, I want it on a lighter note, um I, i'm curious to know and you i remember you had shared about it with me not too long ago about this contest that you won you were saying that and like you actually got to meet other influencers out there right like tell us a little bit about that about yeah that. so i actually won the elfia um the eyes lips famous contest um and then they were basically looking for creators that really love the brand and want to be a part of something so i auditioned um just sort of doing a basic video about how I've been using e.l.f. products for 10 plus years and how I got started using e.l.f. products. Um, and thankfully I won and I got to meet creators like um, Maddie Monroe, who is a fantastic makeup artist on TikTok. Um, Seth Eberman, another, oh my God, his, his art is fantastic. And Avani Gregg, who is a part of the Hype House actually, that was really fun to meet her. Um, and as well as a um, content manager for them and got to know a little bit of the ins and outs of the industry so that I can grow as an influencer. And um, I'm also going to be doing challenges on Elf's Instagram and their TikTok and sort of just like being able to like work with them. And it's been so much fun <laughs> to work with them and being able to, I guess, talk to my fellow influencers and get to know stuff about the industry and um, get to know myself as a creator and what I wanna do for my fan base. They were really helpful about that. Um, and it's been like 
really fun in general just to like create content and um stay updated and expand my fan base um and oh god I love just sort of talking to people more I feel like before I was creating more content and I didn't really talk as much but now it really opened the doors to like have the conversation with people about how to create content and like um how to turn followers into fans um which is actually like really cute I sort of have one fan page they are very dedicated um they are so cute I'm pretty sure they're just like a group of like little like <laughs> like middle schoolers but they are so cute um and they basically just like took all of my Instagram pictures and made a little collage and they're just like look at her go and I'm like Oh my god guys stop because they're too cute like please and it's just like it's been so fun <laughs> to work with them oh we love that and yeah um i think too like on just like a lighter note i mean you know even though we're still in this pandemic i think a lot of us don't always recognize like how we've bettered ourselves and and like it's just awesome to see like it sucks that we're in a pandemic but it's awesome to see you be able to thrive in that industry right now and and, and yeah. get those opportunities so congrats yeah <laughs> I know it was sort of weird like I out of all of the bad things that have happened because of the pandemic mm -hmm. um I've just had so much time to sort of just hone my craft and learn new things I mean today I'm working with molding um I'm gonna try to do a half monster look on my face and I usually don't do special effects stuff um but it's Halloween and I want to do something more. I mean, Halloween is the holiday to try stuff out out of all of the holidays. So I can't wait. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah, Halloween is like literally the best. I'm excited to see what everyone comes up with. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's so fascinating how you've turned your platform like into something like, it's kind of like a, kind of like a, like a classroom, like a, a, a space to like really teach and like, you know, get that one-on-one -on -one experience with your your followers that you say you're even trying to convert to fans you know like that's really deep you know that connection um and I think yeah you have the gift for that for sure like I can already tell just talking like you're just amazing <laughs> so it's really cool I just love it I love that um and of course yeah I just also wanted to know like what inspired you to become a makeup artist and a digital creator so um Growing up, uh, my grandmother sort of influenced me to start doing makeup in like the fifth grade. She was like, this is super fun and you're going to look adorable. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, grandma, let's do it. And I started a little YouTube channel and it didn't really pick off. And I wanted to focus on school and I just sort of forgot about it. And then I guess I just felt something to point me towards going back to it. Um, and I guess when I started getting into it, the motivation definitely became other fifth grade girls that want to create content and need a reason or need something to inspire them. And it's been so interesting. Um, I keep my DMs on Instagram open actually so that other people can ask me questions or um, just like talk to me. And so many people have just been like, hey, you really like inspire me to do makeup and like they'll send me ideas for looks or they'll send me ideas that they have drawn that they want um, produced in makeup. 
and it's been super cool just to like be that person of inspiration for them and like be that thing for them um something i'm curious to know because this is something i know you're, you're very passionate about right now and um kind of curious to know how do you balance out the work school um influencing like that all that whole workload as a whole how, how do you do it um i sort of i sort of just fall into everything i guess um today has been a good day because i sort of started even making the mold it takes me a little bit because i um i have to like have the idea for the look i have to make any prosthetics or anything if i want to utilize it and it's just like when it comes to balancing i rely a lot on google docs um <laughs> A lot of my life for accounting, <laughs> right? I um I try to sort of keep my homework in the back of my mind, um, but it's also I know for influencing really important to stay consistent. So I usually like to post two to once a day now. I had to cut back when I started school. Um, the three times were killing me. I. I usually like to pre-record my videos and then the day of I make my video for the next day and vice versa. Um, but when school's on, it's a lot more of a time crunch for me. And sometimes I just don't have time the next day. Like I'll have a quiz or a test and I'll be drained and I'll be like, oh, I'll push it off. And then I end up not having content for the next day. And I sort of have to like pick up the pace and put something out. Um, because the algorithm on TikTok is very particular and they want you using their app as much as possible. So if I don't produce like two videos a day, what I do is I'll go online for a couple hours. Um, and I like to play Among Us with my friends and fans. <laughs> and I get to sort of just sort of hang out with them and um, interact with them in that sense and some of my fans are sort of sort of mean like they killed me in like the first minute of among us and i was like you little savages i can't believe you did that to me and um the balance has been a little hard but it's been worth it i mean i really think i want to do this as a career um and if i can do it while having managerial accounting <laughs> I think I can do it at any point in my life. Um, yes, we're going to get through it this semester. We got each other. We have to. <laughs> Wait, oh, so you guys are taking managerial accounting right now? Yeah, and, and a matter oh. of fact, we actually took um, financial accounting last semester. And, um, oh. you know, Olivia and I, we actually had that in person for a bit, and then we transitioned. It's, to this day, it's kind of like, God, I don't know what I do without Olivia. <laughs> it was so random that we met too because it was like um i don't know how i met you i cannot remember how i met you at all. i think we like met even though we like were in the same class i think we we were studying with the like people we knew in the class already and then we just came across and then it just we were in a study group and um i think it was like a room in gleason and sure enough we met and it's like yes little things i do to take back again i just could do i wish i could do anything to go back to that i mean but you know well this pandemic won't be around forever so yeah we'll be back sure enough maybe even spring semester fingers crossed mm -hmm. um yeah and we'll be back i can't wait <laughs> 
Oh my God. I, I didn't like managerial or financial accounting. Um, I, I was just so hard. It's so hard. Um, but honestly, yeah, like if I could go back, you know, and live it again, I would 100%. Mm -hmm. um, thanks. Awesome. Um, so I guess our next question for you would be like, how do you feel like you differentiate yourself from like others in the beauty industry? I try to be more of a friend than anything else. Um, my goal is never to be like this mega star, this person with like a million followers and then you don't know the people who are following you. Um, I like to know as much about my fan base as I possibly can and um, sort of just be a friend, be someone they can talk to. And I'm always taking constructive criticism from them too. Um, to improve my skills, to improve um, sort of even like myself, you know, and just sort of like um, having having a fan base or having a page that people can come to to escape and um, be someone that they can rely on and just sort of try to do that because I just feel like a lot of people in the industry make what they do seem easy and like make it seem like, oh, like transition and it's on and it's so simple and whatever. And I like to sort of give the rawness of it, the, the sort of confusion before you figure it out, um, the mistakes before it's perfect. Um, and so I just like to show them that because that's what's realistic. Um, and that's just what they deserve. They deserve something realistic and something that they're gonna be able to um, actually achieve. It's not gonna be perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you make a good point. And, and something I, I want to jump into is I, I found an article recently um, from skincare. Um, I think it's called like skincareventures.com. Um, and the article is called five reasons why makeup is important slash the value of cosmetics. And the five reasons were is that it boosts your self-confidence, respect each other, improve your credibility at work, protect your skin against UV, UV rays, and learn to appreciate yourself. Um, and I'm just kind of curious to hear your opinion on that. I think, you know, because the industry itself has definitely changed during this past, I think, century, and especially being at home. And, um, you know, I think it was constantly had that reputation. I think as a male, it was only meant for females. But now I see people of all genders wearing it. I mean, personally, I, I use um, certain skincare products now that kind of have like a tint to it just to balance out my skin in a way. Um, and so I'm just kind of curious to know, like your opinions, like, and, and see the value of, of using skincare and, and cosmetics too. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think in terms of confidence, um, my confidence has gone up so much the more that I like, oh, sorry, my voice. <clears throat> the more that I like use products and I like experience different um, ways to use it, I just think my confidence has just grown. And I think my confidence as a learner has grown because before I used to think like, oh, I can't do math. Like, I just can't learn it. Like, it's impossible. And like, I've just been able to learn different types of procedures in makeup and different types of application processes. And um, it's just been super cool to watch myself grow and to sort of spread the knowledge about it. Um, and I definitely think for a lot of people nowadays, you know, we're all sort of gaining weight sitting in quarantine. Um, we're all, all getting bored. And it's just been a really good um, 
activity and thing to learn. And I feel like everyone can do with some new form of art. And that's really what makeup is. It's just a different form of art. And it's a form of art that I think um, people assume you need to be an expert at, but that's not the case. You know, like you can do abstract art on your face and that's makeup and you don't need to be an act an expert at it you can just throw stuff on and as long as you love it that's all that really matters um and skincare is one of the biggest things that's a part of my job that i don't usually get to show um because if i have a breakout if i have um specifically dark marks on my skin it, it makes my job harder so i definitely need to keep up on skincare um my teeth care um, it's a really weird thing, but I need to make sure my teeth are white or else it really bothers me in my videos. Um, <laughs> it's just sort of that little like problem that I only see. Um, but even that, it's been really good for just my skin and my mental health to have sort of like self-care days and days that I sort of just take a break from makeup. Um, and definitely the protecting your skin from UV, the amount of layers sometimes I wear, I swear nothing's getting to my skin. It is, it is top notch protection. Um, and it's just been such a ride. And I definitely think that um, my respect for myself and respect for other women that can do it, women and men that are just so excellent in the field. Um, it really does take sometimes years or years to master it um, and the different tips and tips that they learn has just been so amazing. I love that. Oh my god. Yes. No, same. I, I, I think, um, you know, makeup does really help you build your self-confidence, you know, not only in terms of like maybe looks, but also just the ability to even do it, you know, like you've learned something new and, you know, it's a passion and that definitely radiates um, through the person. So I really love that, love that insight. And that article you shared, Emilio, really good one. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thought it would resonate with each one of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I guess, let's see we can transition to like The Social Dilemma, um, which is a documentary that I've seen recently, you know, about, um, you know, ex-software engineers coming out and talking about their creations and how they feel about it. Um, I know, Emilio, I, I spoke to you a little bit about it too. Um, yeah, you had recommended it. And I know that's kind of why we wanted to bring Olivia on too. Yeah. So I was wondering, curious, yeah, I would love for you to share with our audience um, well, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> you were saying. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're just interested because I think one of the main points that the documentary was talking about was like, you know, how, you know, these algorithms were created for us to become, you know, addicted to it, you know, like we, we just have to, you know, look at our phones, you know, notifications were created so that we can have a reason to look at our phones. Um, so yeah, I just kind of wanted to know like your perspective. Olivia on that and like you know what you think of it yeah I mean since I've sort of become an influencer I do find myself checking my phone a little bit more um funny enough before I was an influencer I never really was on social media mm -hmm. I never really was like a big Instagram user or Facebook user or Twitter user I just sort of just um if anything I'd watch YouTube videos and Netflix and just sort of just checked in on friends really um, but afterwards, I am constantly checking because this is almost like a job now. It's an amazing job I love, 
but it's still a job and I need to make sure that I have my numbers are up and or I have to check in with fans and followers and stuff like that. And I've noticed over time that my algorithm has gotten very specific to the type of person I am in almost a scary way. Um, like before, I never really saw other artists of color, for example. Um, I first went on TikTok and it was just like, I don't know, like just very like, like not really anyone of color. And then all of a sudden I got everyone of color. Like it was like one day and it was just everyone. And I was like, I'm happy I got here. Don't know how I got here, but I am happy. <laughs> and um, it's almost um, very like unnerving sometimes on how accurate they can be. Um, like I started getting TikToks from people who were in marketing and their job is marketing and they just give like different tips on in being in the field and applying for jobs and stuff like that. And that is a following that I love to watch because it's very interesting. It's my major. Um, and it's just something that I'm going to need if I'm going to continue to be an influencer because there's not really any courses for being an influencer. There's no courses about <clears throat> analyzing, analyzing the data from TikTok. Um, and there's nothing other than real life experience to go off of. And um, I definitely sort of feel concerned for some of my followers because it's like the moment I post, they'll be the first one to comment. They'll be the first one to like it. And I'm like, how are you on? I uploaded this at like the middle of the day. Aren't you in class? <laughs> like, um, and it's just like, I know they're young and it's like, it's sort of crazy that they even are on TikTok and they're able to use it like unrestricted. And um, I remember when I was that age, I didn't even have a phone. I didn't even like, <laughs> I didn't even have an Instagram. I wasn't allowed I, to. It, it's crazy how, what is it? The Gen Z, like they have been born into and, and um, have just seen so much. And, and from what I've heard from other like psychologists out there and people in that industry, they say, this is where we've, we see so many um, like not mental issues, but just like so many struggles, like stress, anxiety present in kids in such a young age because of the amount of, that they're exposed to. And, and you make a good point there about that. Um, the documentary talked about that too, like how they've seen a spike in like, you know, suicide rates and like depression and anxiety. And it's really crazy, you know, like social media like has this beautiful potential but there is, you know, kind of like, you know, kind of a darker side to it too. Um, so yeah, it's really, yeah, I have a love-hate relationship with social media because I'm also in marketing. Um, but I've also noticed a toll it has on my, you know, mental health, you know, it can be really draining just, you know, being on your phone. Right. And the worst thing is you don't even realize it until you, you know, get a ping or someone mm -hmm. touches you and you're like, crap, it's been like two hours or something. Um, it's really scary, but you know, there's, yeah, it's scary. <laughs> I think too is, I, I, from what I was told about the documentary, I, I don't know if, if you took it in the, the same way, Macy, um, like the original purpose of, um, you know, these different platforms, nothing how they are now, right? <laughs> they were meant to be used as something different when they first created. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it just kind of went, you know, 
once they realized kind of like the potential it had, they kind of started, you know, using it in a more like capitalistic sense. Yeah. Um, Evolving over time and yeah. all these additional features and stuff. I've, been, I've noticed that in TikTok, especially. Um, I mean, they recently started, I think it was the creator fund that they added, which I'm a part of, which is super, I mean, it's, it's okay. They sort of pay me for like the content I make, um, which is, it's always nice to be paid for something, you know, I'm not going to complain. Um, but even then it's like the way that they do the system or the procedure to pay me is sort of, um, it's not that much, you know, I, I do put in hours to make my content and it's not easy to post two to three times a day. Um, the same time of day two at that, I like to post on the hour at 12 and on the hour at two um, and just sort of keep up with that. And I make, I think, I think it's like two cents for every 30,000 views. Um, so it's, it's like, it's like you're really only making money off of it if you have millions and millions of followers. And it's like, well, how am I supposed to get there if I'm not going to be compensated all the way to get there? But I'm not going to play complain. I like doing it. It's fun for me. Um, and I, when I'm not posting content, I like to sort of almost stay off TikTok so that I have time for myself. And then I like to sort of designate time for doing research on trends and stuff like that, because otherwise I would live on TikTok. Um, so I do like to put the restricted app thing um, that Apple has. And for a while that worked. For a while that really kept me off TikTok, but it was almost annoying how much I had to expand my time because I thought giving myself like, oh, like I'll give myself like, like six hours in the day for social media. And then I'd blow through that and I'd be like, oh God, how many times do I use it? And then I blew through seven hours and I was like, there's no point. Um, as much as I think that I'm off social media, that is not the case. Um, and it's just sort of really jarring how much we spend our life on there. So kind of coming to a uh, closing, um, what piece of advice would you give to aspiring beauty gurus out there? My top one was definitely just staying true to yourself, um, staying true to who you are. It's really hard to stay authentically you when trends are the things you see getting popular. Um, I definitely have to fight that bug in me that's just like, do the trend and just, just go big and just do it and then maybe it'll blow up. Um, and trying to just take in um, constructive criticism as much as you can because frankly, I wish I had more <laughs> on my account when I was first starting out. Um, if someone told me like, hey, Olivia, maybe you don't need to post like four times a day. Maybe you can just just like do like two times. You know, if someone just would have told me that I would have like really helped me out. Um, and just take time for yourself. Your mental health is so important. Um, and sometimes I think when we're ambitious, we forget about it. Um, but it is very important on staying you and just surviving. I mean, forgiveness is so key right now. We are still during a pandemic um, and a lot of stuff is going on, even politically, that would stress us out. So just sort of give yourself time and forgive yourself. 
Oh, yes, definitely. Um, Oh, yeah. Um, just uh, kind of curious, Olivia, even though I'm sure if um, we search you up on either TikTok or Instagram and just type up Olivia, you're the first person that comes up. Um, but can you please just tell our audience how they can um, find you just on, on the platform so we know how to search you? Yeah, of course. So on TikTok, I am makeup by period Olivia. And then on Instagram, I am makeup by period Olivia C. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing, um, you know, your insight, your story and your ads, because I'm pretty sure um, our viewers are going to want to go follow you. I mean, this is amazing. I know I'm going to follow you. Um, <laughs> yeah, this has been such a great experience. Um, yeah. Anything to add, Emilio? Yeah, I just, again, want to say thank you, Olivia, for coming on. It definitely um, I feel so blessed to have you in my life and especially during this pandemic and just hearing, you know, different sides of things. And I, I don't have any sisters and I haven't really been around people that have big, that have been into like the beauty makeup industry. And it's just awesome hearing, um, how people can thrive in that and also to just how it's expanded and all. And, um, so I thank you for that. And, um, I guess the next thing, um, we want to lead into is Macy, you want to uh, finish it off with our Phoenix announcements? Yeah, so we're going to go quickly over a couple of Phoenix announcements. Um, so join the Campus Activities Board Cab for Video Game Night on Thursday, October 8th at 7.30 p.m. Um, the game that's going to be played is League of Legends. Um, and you're going to have to compete head-to-head -head against other USF peers for a pair of custom Nike Airs for ones. Matches will be 1v1. First to win moves up the bracket. Register now via the Phoenix. Cool. So the next announcement is USF Votes presents National Voter Education Week. Get ready for the 2020 election together during this week-long campaign. When we vote together, we can change the world. Every day is intended to keep you on track to make sure that your voice is heard and that you're prepared to make an informed decision. And our last announcement we have is that we are now entering the sixth week of the Rec Sports Challenge. Test your knowledge on everything sports related during Sports Trivia Week. Register for one of our live sessions Thursday at 12 p.m. or Friday at 4 p.m. on Coret's website. Participate individually or in a team, max five participants, um, can't, and if you can't make the live session, no worries. Um, there'll also be ongoing trivia throughout the week to do on your own time, um, but individual submissions um, are required for only. And um, yeah, thanks. Uh, thank you all. And um, remember that the for undergrads, you refer to the Phoenix and for graduate students, you refer to John's Connects. Thank you so much audience for plugging in and listening in to us. Um, you know, you can always find it at, at USF SLE. And we just kind of want to end the podcast, you know, with an inspirational quote of the day. Um, so our quote is coming directly from Emma Stone. She says, I can't think of any better representation of beauty than someone who is unafraid to be themselves. Um, and I think that clearly, you know, speaks to what we talked about in this podcast. Um, we're all radiating with beauty. Um, and yeah, it's great to share that with everyone. Thank you all. And this has been Activity.